Hello, and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Smile. I'm Simone de Rochefort. I'm a senior video producer at Polygon, and I'm here as always with my pals, Christina Warren, senior cloud advocate at Microsoft, and Brianna Wu, executive director of Rebellion Pack, and currently on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for democracy. You're welcome. You're welcome. We have a an actual a very exciting show today. Uh, we're going to talk about CES as we do every year, and all the fun, weird gadgets that are coming out of that. Uh, and shockingly, it's mostly good this year. And we're also going to talk about the AirPods Max. Finally, Christina has received them. She has used them. We're going to find out what she thinks about them, and then we'll be updating you on a long running rocket story that i that maybe our most requested story update ever ever <laughs> ever ever i got at least 20 tweets about this this just shows that the people understand like the, the correct people have found this podcast uh but first we have an update on a topic from our bonus episode so last week we did a bonus episode um after the coup Uh, talking about Trump getting banned from Twitter, uh, which he still is, and also about the app Parlay, uh, which at that point Apple was considering removing it from the App Store. Well, as of this week, Amazon Web Services uh, has pulled support from Parlay. So it is no longer up, is my understanding. That's correct. And, you know, they, they announced, uh, are we pronouncing it parlay, like to be sarcastic? Because everybody I hear calls it parlor. I refuse to call it parlor, but you can call it whatever you want. I mean, it's technically parlay, but we can call it anything. Okay, I I grew up in America, so I'm going to pronounce it in American way. Uh, so, uh, your parlor, uh, they they announced like that we're going to sue Amazon AWS service over this. They're trying to shut us down. They're not competitive, and the lawsuit. I don't know if you had a chance to read it. It's just straight fire. Amazon's countersuit. They're like, well, you know, uh, you're you literally have people planning violent insurrections on there, and we tried to get you to work on it, and you just wouldn't. So, you know, that's kind of where we draw the line. Just not playing around at all. You know, I'm usually not a fan of Amazon, but every so often, <laughs> Amazon will release a fire statement like this, or like that time Jeff Bezos got blackmailed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, all right, all right, on this day, we don't have a truce, but I begrudgingly respect your lawyers and the words that they command. Which actually, that's kind of an interesting thing um, because people, you know, are pointing, some people have claimed, uh, some people meaning the parlay or parlor people are like, oh, Amazon is just trying to shut down the service because it's a threat to to them or it's a threat to Facebook or or, you know, Twitter or some of Amazon's other potential customers or whatever, which is nonsense. Like it's a competitive threat. On that note, um, Amazon is the host for the National Enquirer. So the publication that tried to blackmail Jeff Bezos and forced him to come forward about his love life uh, is an Amazon customer. They haven't been kicked off of the platform. So I think that kind of is a really good argument to say, yeah, uh, if you if anything was personal, if any time, you know, there was going to be like a an executive getting involved and being like, I am I am personally offended and and therefore I'm taking a business action arbitrarily, uh, that would probably be it, right? And mm-hmm. they're they're not. So I think that I don't know. I, I think that that says something. Now that I've had a little more time to think about the name of the app. They're trying to do like a pun, right, on the English word parlor, like a place where you would get together and chat, plus the French word parlay. Is that what they're trying to do? I, I, Is you that know, why it's pronounced parlor? I think that people call it parlor because we're dumb Americans and don't know better. But I think that it was originally supposed to be parlay. I don't know. I don't care. It, it's it's <laughs> I, bad. I don't, think, I don't think Rebecca Mercer is... That's sophisticated, just to be honest. But okay. that's just me. I don't um, care per se, per se. <laughs> however, anyway, sorry, Brie, carry on. No, no, no. I, I was just going to say about this story. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, along with everyone else, 
laughed about this uh, uh, very, very aggressively on Twitter, um, you know, because it's it's fun to see a bully get stomped in the, you know, punched in the nose, metaphorically. Um, I, I do have to say, you know, it is, they really put uh, them in a situation where there's not a clear winner, right? It's a no-win situation with no upside. It really shows the uh, tremendous power that big tech has, uh, all the events of this last week. And I mean, it's kind of terrifying. That's not to say I don't think they did the right thing in this case, but I I just do want to take a second and, and, and note that this is, I mean, it's, it's, it's scary, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a complicated situation in that I'm glad that these large corporations are finally taking a stand. However, I am still continually upset that that power is put in the hand of a, a private entity and not, say, a government that's ostensibly supposed to be representing its and protecting its citizens. Um, and I felt similarly about their uh, the stories about how like the PGA has pulled the tournament from a Trump golf course, and there are a bunch of companies right now who are stopping their donations to PACs that support certain Republicans, and some that are just stopping their donations to PACs altogether. And when I heard that, I was like, uh, "Oh, so okay." These companies could have ostensibly done this at any point mm-hmm. during Trump's presidency. They're doing why why is this happening now? You're telling me these actions are happening now. There are financial repercussions now. Right, because it's no longer yes, advantageous of course, just to something them. really, really bad happened. But it's not like horrible things haven't been happening all these last four years. Like it, it's so uh mealy-mouthed to me. And well, yeah. again, I'm grateful it's happening, but it's still just eye-opening, as it were. No, I mean, I'll tell you exactly why. It's happening because it's no because the boogeyman is no longer a threat. That's the only reason that people in his administration are quitting. It's it's one of those things, like yep. I said in our bonus episode, I'm, I'm not being cynical here. I'm being honest. It's like, you know, you're hedging your bets when something happens about, is this powerful person, could, it, could this relationship benefit me or will being associated with it hurt me? And mm-hmm. the the calculus is now this will hurt us. Also, the calculus is this person no longer has any potential power over me. So it's okay mm-hmm. for us to do those things. And and I say this, um, I am not a member of the the Microsoft PAC. In fact, I have been one of the employees who's been, you know, both on online and like internally, like fairly critical of its existence. Uh, I my personal opinion about employee PACs is that if companies want to lobby, um, corporations and and or corporations either want to lobby um, officials, they should do that under their own name and not use mm-hmm. the cover of employees to cover up for it. I, I think that it's the way that they get around it is by saying, oh, well, this is our employees' decisions. No, it's the corporation's decisions. The corporation should own it. I'm, I'm a massive, massive um like negative fan of of um, employees. <laughs> back. I, I think I think they're terrible. Yes. I, I'm a massive anti fan. I, th- I think it's bad. I think own. I think own your stuff. Like own. Yep. It's called the, being a hater, Christina. <laughs> well, I just I just think like I have no problem with people lobbying. I just think that you should own the people who are doing it. Like don't don't use someone else's cover. And the same thing yeah. I say this. Yeah. It's like don't use the ex- the the fact is is that they're taking these actions because. They no longer fear repercussions, either socially or politically or otherwise, for for doing those things. And yeah. so mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's yeah. And on that note, let's talk about some CES nonsense. Can we can we talk about the hack just ultra briefly? Just in case you don't know, there was uh, basically all the parlor data was. The was, public data. Uh, the public data, right. Because it was very poorly coded. Uh, basically, it leaked. Uh, people are going through. There's going to be a lot of legal repercussions for that. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's another thing that happened this week. FBI's job just got a lot easier. A little bit easier. Now, it's time for your fun tech news. So we are going to do... The best, worst, and weirdest of CES. (laughs) And I've got to be honest with you. When I was, I don't know if it's because 2020 has broken me completely, but as I was going through some of the stuff that's coming out of CES, I was like, you know what? 
this is all great. <laughs> I love can, all of this. Can I share with y'all every single ever since our bre- our, our breakthrough uh, internet connected uh, toilet coverage of a couple of years ago. Every time CES rolls around, I type in like CES and toilet just to see what innovation has happened in the space. Mm-hmm. And I was devastated and hurt and felt personally attacked that there's not much uh, innovation happening in that sector this year. Um, and I just, I think they need to work harder. That actually ended up the the touchless toilet, smart toilet actually did end up in my weirdest category and it's the only one there. But uh, yeah, actually, let's start with weirdest. Why not? I would love to hear about y'all's choices for weirdest (laughs) items from CES. Mine, as I said, is the Toto touchless uh, bathroom toilet as opposed to, you know, non-bathroom toilets. Uh, And again, kind of disappointing because it's honestly not that weird but it is a touchless toilet that analyzes your personal waste and i can i can sit here and make poop jokes all day long but on the (laughs) other hand great probably a great thing for somebody especially someone with digestive issues who wants their poop analyzed i can't fault anyone for that I, I'm happy to live in the future. Uh, that particular product was just a, uh, it was a, a demo mock-up. It's not coming to market yet. It was a company that was promising that at some point in the future. Well, they had better fulfill that <laughs> promise. Don't disappoint Simone. Just um, like I'm going to fill that toilet. <laughs> um, <laughs> Christina, did you, yeah. sorry, Bree, go on. No, no, Christina, go ahead. Mine no. is really bad. Yeah. No, I was going to say, well, th- okay, it's, it, Part of me just wants to choose the the razor concept mask as my pick for everything. It's so if, bad. If, if I'm being completely honest, I both love it and I hate it and it's weird as hell. But um, and, and we'll, we'll talk more about this in other categories. But razor, because this is common with CES companies release, you know, kind of concepts rather than things that will actually meet fruition. Um, and, and razor always does this every year. They always show off ridiculous things. And like this year, they had this ridiculous chair that um basically, you know, has uh, a bunch of monitors in your face and kind of a, a desk, you know, um, aligned so that you can, you know, uh, work or, or type or whatever while you're reclined. It's um, it's really something. But the big thing was, is that they have a, a, an N95 mask that has a bunch of features in it and RGB lights. And I kind of, I don't know, um, that's uh that's a thing. Um <laughs> I love this cuz I like the idea that someone like obviously between March of 2020 and now some lucky designer at Razer has just been going ham, having a good time designing concepts for masks. And that makes me happy. <laughs> I agree. I- I I just I'm trying to imagine who it's for. Like it's someone who looks at their gamer keyboard that with a rainbow of colors uh-huh. and says, that's, "I need this that's in my good, life." But I want it strapped to my face, saving me from coronavirus or keeping me safe when I'm sanding uh, something with metal shards. <laughs> I, I just don't know who that person is. I mean, Rihanna, you played and loved Cyberpunk 2077. I was going to say. How did, could you not love a light-up mask? Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I, I do think, though, <laughs> that the RGB touchless toilet is pretty is pretty great. It's $16,000 also. 16000 not 1600 No, 16000 Yeah. I'll cry. Um, Brianna, did you have a <laughs> nomination for weirdest product? Yes. And, uh, you know, I had to run this past my husband many times to try to figure out how I could say this on the air without us getting in trouble. Um, so there's a product from a company called Satisfier, um, Satisfier with the Y. And just, by the way, I'm trying to imagine that, like you're talking to your parents. It's like, yeah, mom, dad, I got a job. Uh, I'm doing engineering. It's a uh, hardware engineering. Where are you working? Satisfier with the Y. Like that's, <laughs> that's not... It's not good. It's not a good name. Uh, so anyway, they have a uh, a uh, pleasure product that uh, is is out, and it will. Um, I'm trying to think how I can say this. It will pulse 
um, for your enjoyment in time to your favorite song. So, you know, it's like, it's like, Christina, you talk about being a Taylor Swift fan. Uh I mean, I just feel like now, like, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Is it weird? Yes. Are we constantly on this show bemoaning the lack of good sex tech at CES? Also, True. yes. True. Mm-hmm. True. I was, I was going to say on that note, uh, Laura DiCarlo, who we've mentioned before, they have some um, some heated toys. Oh. Now, hang on. If I'm if I'm looking at the correct item. It has rose gold touches, <laughs> in which case it really was designed for Christina oh Warren. Oh my god! So I, I, I'm not, I'm not seeing this. So I'm gonna have to find this. But uh, if it has rose gold touches, and if it could potentially um, pleasure me while I listen to Taylor Swift, yeah. I mean, <laughs> sorry for putting you on the spot. All right. Uh, so those are our thoughts on weirdest product. But since we're at this point of the show. I'm going to tell you about a good product, and that's because this episode of Rocket is brought to you by Text Expander from our good friends at Smile. You can get ahead of your productivity for the new year with the power of Text Expander. Text Expander removes the repetition from work so that you can focus on what matters most. So say goodbye to repetitive text entry, spelling and message errors, and trying to remember the right thing to say, which is what half of my meetings are right now. When you use Text Expander, you can say the right thing in just a few keystrokes. It's better than copy and paste, better than scripts and templates, because Text Expander snippets allow you to maximize your time by getting rid of the repetitive things that you type, while still customizing and personalizing your messages. Brianna, do you have any comment to make on the benefits of Text Expander? Yes, it's it's amazing. Uh, the iOS cl- uh, app is awesome. Uh, it's fantastic on Mac. Uh, it, it saves everything across devices. Uh, it's easy to use. It saves time. And I mean, to me, it's as much a professional like staple as, you know, something like Slack. Maybe even better, <laughs> considering how much time Slack distracts me and how yes. uh, how Text Expander does not do that. Text Expander can be used in any platform, any app, anywhere you type. So maybe a connection makes Slack better. Take your time back in the new year and increase your productivity with Text Expander. And Rocket listeners get 20% off their first year. So visit textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more about Text Expander. Go there right now. You won't regret it. That is textexpander.com slash podcast. Our thanks to Text Expander and Smile for their support of this show and Relay FM. And like, seriously, incredible thank yous for continuing to support us throughout this pandemic year when yes, things have you. been so weird and difficult. Yes, thank hey you. Hey now, time to talk about let's do worst products. From CES. And like I said at the beginning of this topic, this was hard for me. I don't even fully believe that my nomination for worst product is the worst product. But let's this time start with Brianna, who is your nominee. So they have this, uh, it's basically, it's a a lipstick printer, right? (laughs) It comes in three really weird shades. And I'm not trying to make pleasure devices like a motif here. I'm really not. But it's like this pound... Thing that's shaped like one. So I'm trying to imagine walking around and just carrying this in my purse. Like that would get, oh, looking for my keys. My Oh, oh, I'm breathing. No, it's lipstick. It's a lipstick printer. I promise. <laughs> it's fine. Is that the YSL one that like mixes colors yes. on the go? Yeah, it mixes colors. And I don't know how you two feel, but it's like, I feel like the hunt for the right lipstick shade. It's like once you find that you don't really deviate from it that much, or at least I don't. So I, I just, I can't imagine like in between the weight and the weirdness of the product and the, mm-hmm. the, the, it, the, the environmental disaster that it is. Um, <laughs> I just don't, I don't understand who this is for. Yeah. I think for me, when I was looking at it, well, okay, no, my, my initial thought is just, it is 
a strange time to release a lipstick product in general, just because I I certainly have not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wearing lipstick. Yeah. Who's exposing their lips? (laughs) Um, I mean, maybe for you, like people like you and me, Christina, who do on camera stuff, like I'm, and being on Slack, maybe, or sorry, Zoom for some people, if they want to keep up appearances, I'm sure it's useful but yeah the the environmental point that you made brie i think is really relevant and just i don't know i i I am always interested in like new beauty tech on a conceptual level but i also feel like part of the pleasure of 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 beauty products at a certain point like you either find one that you love or you enjoy kind of experimenting like there's a yep. lot a lot of fun in like finding a new lipstick and being like oh maybe I'll try that um on the other hand i theoretically like in a world where say this were <laughs> it, where it made sense price wise to get this and then have multiple colors in one thing like i conceptually I see what they're going for here. However, it's YSL. It's going to be super expensive. Mm-hmm. $300. Um, and it's a bad time for lip products. Can I just say before, I mean, the, like you, I also am, I wish we saw more products in this space. And one they talked about two years ago, and then the year after that, that I still have not seen come to market is a foundation printer. Yep. That's basically like airbrush for your skin. And that's a great idea if it actually yes. works. Uh, where people, please bring that out. I want that. Yeah, I, that's the only thing that I'll say kind of in defense of this at all is that I think that, you know, CES a lot of times is to is to prove concepts and to maybe get market interest rather than to necessarily say this is going to actually be a thing you see. And uh, although, you know, increasingly companies do use it just as an opportunity to launch products, it historically was a way to kind of say, hey, this this is this thing we're working on. This could be the vision for the future. And so I do feel like even though I agree with you that I'm somebody who I have my lipstick shades, but I do like to experiment and play around. And I like the concept of being able to mix something, but it's expensive. It's going to be cumbersome. You know, it's not going to work super well, but I am, I guess, maybe willing to give it a little bit of the benefit of the doubt just to say I want companies to continue investing in this because I think makeup especially, it's this, it's this you know, many, many, many billion dollar a year industry that doesn't get a lot of advancements, at least. I mean, there, there are advancements in pigments and whatnot, but it's not like we see a lot of tech associated with it. And I, I, I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of beauty tech. So I, I want to see more investment in that. Uh, even if it means really dumb, you know, yeah. like lipstick mixers that that to your point, Brie, people would not carry in their purse for fear of it being mistaken for something else. And Christina, what was your nomination for worst product at so, CES twenty twenty one? So I think that my worst product is the is the MagSafe um, uh, pop socket. Oh yeah. I just, oh yeah. That's just so dumb. I mean, it's like first of all, the magnets on the MagSafe are not the strength in which I would want to trust like something that I have my fingers on. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. cause if that, if, 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 if that loses or, or whatnot and, and you, you're, you're holding it, then you're potentially dropping a $1,400 phone um, and, and breaking it, which just seems dumb, which I do constantly anyway. So, <laughs> right, right. Same. But, but like, I, I don't know. I think pop sockets in general are dumb, even though I've bought them before. I get yeah. why people have them, but I think they're kind of dumb. And I, I think that like having an overpriced one to use magnets that are weaker than adhesive is just stupid on all levels. Yeah, I like them as, as an ergonomic product and also yes. just as like a, having something to prop your phone on if you want to sure. put it down on a table to watch stuff. I agree completely that, I mean, there there's a reason MagSafe is like, you know, the charger that just pops out of your computer when you bump it weird. That's it, a safety thing. Um, it, it should not be used as a thing where you are, it's supporting your whole phone and that's what you're holding. I was just going to say, we're probably going to edit this whole part out because our boss, Mike Hurley, said that was the product that he was most excited about. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. So fired. We'll talk to we're Jim. all fired. Make sure, right. Thanks, Look. everyone, for listening to all 316 <laughs> episodes of Rocket. It's have been a really fun run. <laughs> 
listen, I'll listen to y'all talk about the toilet, but if you denigrate pop sockets, that's when you <laughs> it's get over canceled. for you. Right. <laughs> oh. oh God. So my nomination for worst product was the Mercedes-Benz Hyperscreen. Mm-hmm. Um, that was on my list to hear too. What Bree will say about this, but this is basically a big screen that spans the whole car from driver to passenger side, replacing the the regular console system with buttons that you would have there. Um, and the reason there there there's something that I like about this, and that's that it's basically intended to have all of the important functions right there on the home screen so that you're not digging around in menus, which is something I find I am always doing when I rent a car and I need to do stuff with the the touch screen. I'm always like going around in menus. It does feel unsafe. However, I feel like based on my experience using touch screens in cars as a driver, I think that there is a benefit to having physical buttons in a car because I, I think that to to be fiddling with things when you're driving and have the physical sensation of finding a button, being able to feel the edges of it, being able to press it and know that you have done that thing, I feel like that's not to be undervalued. Um, and like maybe a touch screen with some kind of haptic feedback could recreate that sensation. But to me, the idea of just having a screen seems like it would be distracting and potentially it just doesn't strike me as the smartest thing. Although I bet it looks dope. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I'm right there with you. I mean, um, you know, with my, with my Porsche Boxster, I, I deliberately engineered it. So the CarPlay screen will actually like retract and it gets sucked into the middle compartment when you're not literally looking at a map. That's how much I hate like glowing rectangles in my car. This Mm. product just looks like absolute hell to me, but you know, I don't even like cars with power steering. So that's what (laughs) I (laughs) Yeah. I'm on the same page with you there. I guess (laughs) we're old car people. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now moving on to best products. I will go. No, Christina, it's your turn to go first this time. All right. So I don't have a product per se because we don't have like prices yet, but I would just say the general category of all the different like gaming monitors, that is my pick because I'm really excited about this where there are a bunch of different sizes of 32 inch up to like, you know, 42 inch, like some bigger stuff of HDMI 2.1 you know, like 144 hertz, sometimes higher, like 4K gaming monitors. That has me very excited. Nice. Yeah, I think that's a solid, traditional, wonderful, sensible choice. Uh, Bree, what about you? Uh, NVIDIA's entire uh, graphic card lineup. Um, you know, the the generation we're moving into, graphic cards have been extremely important for a while, uh, especially moving into the ray tracing era. They're about to be much more important. And, uh, you know, I think they make the the best one in the entire industry. And now they've kind of figured out how to scale this technology across a, a wide uh, array of devices. Um, it looks really, really interesting. The specs are there. Um, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Nice. I will say on that note, um, I, they the ones they announced, you know, for their mobile processors. But fingers crossed, knock on wood, I think that I was able to score a 3080 GPU today. So, um, cause I'm, Christina's trying to, trying to build a gaming PC cause why the hell not everyone else is and it's impossible to do so. So of course I decided I wanted to, to get in on the, on the fun. So that's something to possibly look forward to in it's, the coming it's a weeks. Beast. Those benchmarks are just crazy. I mean, there's no other word for it. Juicy. I have, th- I had three, and that I think awesome. is really emblematic of this is a good CES, yes, or maybe of my diseased brain, both. <laughs> um, but the one I think will be most controversial <laughs> is the concept for GM's flying Cadillac. That's where I am emotionally. So this is purely conceptual in the sense that it is literally just an artist rendering <laughs> of a flying car. <laughs> um. And I love it. It's uh, an electric vertical takeoff and landing aircraft, or <gasps> EVTOL, I guess. Um, a four-rotor aircraft powered by a 90-kilowatt uh, huh? yeah, EV motor 
that goes at speeds of up to 56 miles per hour. They basically just made a little, you know, nice rendering of a, a flying... It doesn't look like a Cadillac at all. It looks a very, like, Blade Runner-y. Um, and I don't think that we will ever realistically have flying cars. I think that there are just too many... There's too much to figure out in terms of how that would actually function, like, law-wise in a city. However, do I appreciate the boldness and vision <laughs> and complete just deranged nonsense of coming to CES with a concept for a flying car? Yes, I love it. That's what I want to see. Um, so that was one of my candidates for best of CES. Roast me. No, I think it's legit. Yeah. Also, it's like the perfect CES thing, to be totally honest. It's something that we will never see. It's completely unrealistic, but it's awesome and makes us excited about tech. Nice. Yes, that's exactly the words that I definitely said uh, <laughs> when I gave my really good explanation of why I like this thing. Um, and then my two somewhat better suggestions are the Ampere Shower Power, which is a Bluetooth speaker that is actually coming out and it's powered by water. So it's a, a shower speaker that clamps onto your shower head and it's powered by water. $100. And I, I think that's really cool. I think more ha- mm-hmm. seeing more in-home tech that is as green power-wise as it could be, that rules. And then the other one uh, was an update to the Good Maps Explorer app, uh, which is for uh, people who are blind or sight impaired that has indoor navigation. So it uses camera-based positioning um, and like voice speaking to uh, help people navigate indoors using the the cameras on this app. And um, I think that's really cool. I'd love to see more accessibility tech come out of CES as well. Yeah, that's great. All right. Cool. We did a CES. Yay! (laughs) Well, 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 that means it is time for the long-awaited review of the AirPods Max from one Christina Warren. So these are, of course, Apple's over-the-ear Bluetooth headphones that should not be called AirPods, but they are anyway, um, that come with a, or not come with, but that have a a funny little uh, charging carrying case. Awful. And Christina's going to tell us all about it. Okay, so my TLDR on these is that, yeah, I'm keeping them. Um, But if you already have and you've bought them, like I would say in like the last couple of years, a pair of noise canceling headphones from, you know, Bose or especially from Sony um, and and you, you know, maybe even like the the Microsoft Surface headphones you paid, you know, $300 or, or whatever, maybe more on a pair of noise canceling headphones, you more than likely do not need to upgrade the the. Uh, audio quality is better, but I don't think that it's two hundred or two hundred and fifty dollars better. Um, uh, you know, if you are completely all in on the Apple ecosystem, you might like some of the niceties, but I, I still don't. I, I'm not going to suggest and say to people that this is like a must-have. You need to run out here and, and buy this product. Uh, where I think it becomes a little bit maybe more of a recommendation outright for me is to say, if you're looking for a pair of noise canceling over ear headphones and you're really into the Apple ecosystem and you really like a well-balanced pair of, of headphones and you, you appreciate audio quality, this is something that you should look into because the sound quality, I'm disappointed to say, is very good. Is it like... Oh, no. It, it, they're, they're, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's good. Uh, I don't... Again, I don't think it, it's better than my Sony's. Is it $200 better? No, but it is better. Um let me start though. I've, I've said what I like about it. Let me go into some of my nits though, because for $550, I do want to be a little bit critical here. The first complaint that I have is with the the case. Uh, other people have complained about this. It is worse than I even anticipated. The, the charging case is without question, I think maybe one of the worst products that Apple has ever designed wow. and, and, and released. It is, it is truly terrible. Um, a, it smells and it smells bad and mine still smells. And I've had it for, for two weeks now. Um, it, and it, it just smells like, like plastic and, and like chemicals. It's just, it's not a Ugh. good smell. The texture is 
not great. Um, it feels like the the cheapest and the worst of the original smart covers for the iPad, you know, like the vinyl type, mm-hmm. which um, I'm not a fan of. It also doesn't work super well. And so far as, you know, it's got these magnets that you use and, and your, your um, AirPods Max are supposed to, you know, basically all but turn off and go to a very low power mode. But mine still lose battery, you know, overnight, even when they're in the case. So, and, and other people have, have pointed that out too. Uh, my main thing though, is that as a case, they're just terrible. It, it's, it's basically kind of a cover for these things, but the top of the AirPods um, are, you know, this mesh, which uh, when you're talking about something that's $550, like I would be concerned with, uh, say, if you put it in a bag with a pair of keys mm-hmm. or a pen or something else breaking through that, right? You you don't want to have that sort of uh, thing happen. And, and I would worry about it. It's also just doesn't offer you a lot of coverage. So if you're wanting to travel with these things, uh, you're going to have to get some other sort of case, uh, either that is big enough to include the, the bra thing or is different <laughs> in and of itself. Um, so yeah, I think the case is just terrible. I genuinely, I said this to somebody and and this is really harsh, I know, but I feel I feel bad for everybody who worked so hard on AirPods Max that they have to be associated with this case because the case is, is garbage. It's it's just terrible. It's something that never should have been released and it and it's just it's a failure on every level. Wow. I'm imagining it's like, you know, they've got Apple's A team, like Johnny Ives disciples deciding designing the actual product itself. And then it's like, oh, and Bill the intern, you've got you've got the case, right? And, and you just know what? Like yeah. and, and and I I'm not trying to like on Bill the intern. I'm just saying like it's a it's bad. And and it's it's especially like clear that it's bad when you're talking about something that costs what this costs and that is going up against the sort of products that it's going up against. Uh, I will say this. So they're heavy. Um, for some people, that's not going to be a big deal. For some people, it might be more of a big deal. I have gotten used to it, but I will say that for me, the the weight is something that would, I think, impact my ability to like keep them on all day long. Um, really? So it's not heavy in a way that makes it feel secure, but in no. a way that makes it feel like they're just going to fall off your head? No, it's just that they're heavy and, and they're weighted and, and the way that the ear cups are, are kind of tight around your ears, oh, you know, you okay. just so feel it's pressure. Like and so uncomfortable. it's uncomfortable. It's not that it's uncomfortable. It's just you're aware that you're wearing headphones, right? Gotcha. Uh, and, and so if you're used to something like Bose, which are really comfortable or the Sony's, which I think are kind of a nice middle ground, I think that that's going to be something to be an adjustment for. What I've really kind of come to think about with these headphones as I've, as I've used them, um, I do like using them for work, and I've used them for work over the last week or so on, on calls and on meetings and things like that. And people have complimented, you know, the quality of the microphone, which is good mm. um, and, and, and definitely makes it usable. But weirdly, you know, whenever we're able to travel again, uh, which you know, who only knows when that will happen, I don't know if I would really like these for. Um, airline travel, um, uh, which which surprises me. But I I'm in this place where I'm like, you know, because of the weight, because of how fragile they are, because of some of the other kind of compromises, I don't know if this would be what I would choose if I were going on like a twelve or a fourteen hour flight. I'm just not sure. Uh, I I think I would right now. I prefer my Sony's, even if the audio quality is not as good, and even if the model of Sony's that I have, you know, doesn't let you be uh, paired to multiple devices at once, making you know the switching a little bit more cumbersome. I I think I would still take those trade offs and say I'm going to take the ones with the thirty hour battery life, with the case that collapses and I can fit in my bag. Um, that I, I'm not worried about, you know, breaking the mesh on the headband and, um, you know, that, that feel a little bit more, more comfortable to me. Um, the ear pads are interesting. They come out, they're magnetic. I did have an interesting thing when I first got my AirPods Max and that I was, uh, trying to put my mask on, um, which, uh, was, was weird with, you know, over the ear headphones because you've got to kind of, you know, lift one off, try to you know, put my mask on. And, and when I did that, I somehow, you know, uh, loosened or, or, or triggered the, the, um, uh, ear cup and, and, you know, it, oh, it, no. it came off and I was inside and it was fine, but it, that was just kind of one of those, those things for me that I was like, oh, okay. If you're somebody who, if you're out and about and you're having to adjust, a lot. Just be aware of that. Uh, they're they're securely uh, attached. Make no mistake, but but be aware of that. 
there is something, there have been reports. Um, I haven't seen this happen to me yet, but I, I can definitely see how this would happen. And that people are reporting that, especially if you wear the AirPods Max for long periods of time, condensation builds inside <gasps> of, um, uh, be- between the, the, the aluminum, um, you know, uh, I guess like, like, uh, um, ear uh, piece and where that uh, kind of plastic, uh, you know, magnetic thing is on top of it. So if you lift it out where the speaker driver is, people are seeing condensation. And that's a real thing. Apple's apparently aware of it. Uh, I don't the, like that. I don't like it either. And and I haven't seen that. But I will say that when I take them off of my ears, my ears are often very sweaty. And, oh. and, and it's the sort of thing where I'm concerned. I'm like, if you were wearing these for a long period of time, Especially if you've had any sort of, you know, it, the room you're in is is cold, or or if you were like outdoors in the cold, I could definitely see that condensation buildup, and the, the fear there would be, it, is that going to maybe get into the driver, get into the electronics at all? And so, I, you know, there have been some people that I've seen online say, well, that would kind of make sense because the aluminum ear cups are kind of acting as a heat sink. And I'm like, yeah, actually that makes a lot of sense. And maybe that is why most headphones are are plastic and are not aluminum. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't think this is anything, any reason where, where people should not buy them right now because of it. I trust that if there is a longstanding issue that Apple will, uh, you know, service and support them for people, but just be aware that that is a thing that's happening. It doesn't seem to be super widespread, but it does seem to be a thing that happens. And I definitely have noticed after I take them off that my ears do feel sweaty. And I've, it's been the sort of thing where I've, I've checked underneath now. I've become kind of paranoid to be like, has there been any moisture buildup? And I haven't seen it yet but um that's not to say that it won't happen um Ooh. but but the audio quality is really good and the the noise canceling quality is really good the transparency mode is about the same as it is on the AirPods Pro it might be a little bit worse but that still means that it's leagues and leagues above what any of the other competition is doing. And, and the transparency mode, if you're not familiar, basically means that you can have it in noise canceling mode, but the AI around you will be able to understand if someone's talking to you or if you're Ooh. outdoors and you know there are signs of like a siren or, or a car or whatever and will allow you to hear that noise uh, without you know, making um, the, without turning the noise canceling off and, and without, you know, kind of amplifying all of the sound around you. So it's it's a nice compromise between having it on or off. And it's really good if you're in a situation where, you know, someone might be talking to you, like uh, presumably on an airplane um, where, you know, if, if somebody comes up and says something to you, you don't have to, you know, move them off your ears. You can hear if someone's addressing you or if there was a siren or you needed to be alerted of something else happening, you know, to get out of the way. So I think that's the trans- actually pretty cool. Yeah. So I think the transparency mode is, is really good. It's also fantastic on the AirPods pro. The sound quality is also really solid and I've listened to them both wired and, uh, wireless. And, and I, uh, like Marco, um, uh, said on his very long review on an um, accidental, uh, tech podcast, I can't really tell a difference. Um, I did pay $35 or whatever it was for the stupid cable, Again, that's like highway robbery. Um, but if you do want to use it with like uh, as an analog device, you can, um, and and that means you could use it with other audio interfaces or even plug it into you know microphones or or, or whatever if you wanted to use it as as a monitor. Uh, I don't think that's the best use of these headphones, but I am excited that I can use it with my turntable if I really want to be that person. I know you're probably not leaving the house a lot right Right. now, but has there been a case where you have like taken them on the bus to work to shoot something or like, like had to put them in a bag and had that experience? No, but I will have that on Monday actually when I, when I'm leaving to go someplace. So I haven't yet. The only thing I've really done with them outdoors is that there's a restaurant underneath my building that has a really good happy hour special (laughs) and um, and, and we love to support small businesses. So, you know, I, if I'm listening to something, I will have those on and then walk, you know, downstairs and, and go to the restaurant and get something. Uh, but I will, I will, I haven't been out of the house really since I got them. So I will, <laughs> um, be able to offer a report on the travel situation next week. I will say though, I, it's, it's the sort of thing where a, I wouldn't want to put that stupid case in my bag B, like I said, I am concerned about the the mesh of the headband genuinely. Um, and so I think it's one of those scenarios where until I find like a different solution, my 
method of dealing with them would be to be beat style, just have them around my my neck. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think would be be the way that I, I would deal with them. The one thing that's frustrating about them is that they don't fold up. Um, they, the, the ear cups fold out and that's how they fit into the case, but they don't fold up at all. So they don't collapse in any way, shape or form. So no matter what case people come up with, it's just going to take up a lot of room. Seems a little weird. Uh, Bree, did you have any thoughts or questions? I'm, I'm not sold. Yeah. No, I'm not sold. <laughs> Seems like a lot of caveats for $500. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I like my AirPod Pros a lot. Yeah, I think that for most people, AirPod Pros and AirPods in general are what you should get. This is not a bad product, and, and I certainly think that it is a very high-quality product, but I think it's for a very specific type of audience that, unfortunately mm-hmm. for me, I happen to fit into. You mentioned the the cable, uh, which reminded me, brief tangent, uh, the scenario that we've been discussing of uh, people buying iPhones and not having the cables has happened to my mom, who, uh, due to the government grant, bought some iPhones for her colleague, like people in her office mm-hmm. to use, um, and then learned after they had arrived, oh, they don't have cables. <laughs> so... <laughs> The exact scenario that we were talking about where the cables are no longer uh, shipping, the charger is no longer shipping with the phones uh, has happened. My mom was like, oh, it was kind of mystified and annoyed. So just made me think of that. No, I mean, I think that's a good point. And and I also I, I stand by this. I said this, you know, before. I mean, I, I think that it is kind of unconscionable to charge as much as they charge for the headphones and not include the cable in the box and then to charge $35 for it. Like, I, I honestly, yeah. like, I feel doubly slapped around by that and by the case. But they are very good quality. The the audio quality is good. Um, there are a lot of trade-offs, but they're, they're you know, um, Unfortunately Let's for me, they they I I do fit into the Yes, you do. You are the target. <laughs> they they aimed right for you and they got you. Yeah, and I and I'm I'm mad about it, but I'm also like gonna be honest and be like, yeah, okay. Let's move <laughs> on to today's dessert. All so, right. As you all know, <laughs> in October we covered the vulnerability to the uh Chiwi cellmate, which is of course the uh chastity cage. Or, hey, if you have kids in the room, don't li- stop. Tur- don't yes. listen to this topic. Just skip this one Just or skip this listen one. to it later. The chastity cage for penises controlled by Bluetooth. The goal of this product, of course, is so that your partner can lock in a cage um, when they're not physically with you. A perfectly fine practice. However, there was a vulnerability that meant that um, someone else could do that. And that would be bad. And in our January end of 2020 review, I named Chewy, the company behind this product, as the most effed company mm-hmm. of 2020. And lo and behold, <laughs> the prophecy is fulfilled. Uh, <laughs> hackers have indeed seized control of a number of chastity cages, according to Pink News, and also first reported by Vice, I believe. Um, and attempted to blackmail the owners of the cellmates for money, for Bitcoin. Uh, I believe, as far as I've read, no one was physically locked in the chastity cage when the hackers took control of them. However, the pot, our worst nightmare, it's real. (laughs) The possibility (laughs) is very real. The fact that they put ransomware on... A cage for your is both terrifying and hilarious. I'm sorry. Indeed, indeed. I I mean, it's my favorite part is you know the the message that says your your belongs to us. <laughs> <laughs> like that's amazing. So that's one thought. My other thought is like, uh, you know, I don't know what they were charging people in Bitcoin. But it's probably less than what a dominatrix would charge you for that same service. So. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I was thinking that I was like, they kind of went after the wrong thing because I would think people who buy this like aren't going to necessarily be like 
mad if you're right. threatening them with something, right? Right, right. I mean, I don't completely understand the psychology, but that's my my guess about that. Yeah. Um, the and, one and, number I did see thrown at was $750, which I agree is, is it's low. I was like, oh, wow, they're lowballing. <laughs> no pun intended. Okay. <laughs> So and then it's it's like I I don't know I think there are some devices that make sense to be IoT you know your thermometer um, yeah I can see that your garage door opener eh, a little bit of a, a risk but that makes sense to me you know the lights around your house sometimes I don't want to go into the basement I get that your your chastity belt I, it just just maybe. Maybe not everything needs to be online. So yeah, no. well, I was yeah. gonna say, like, I don't, I understand people wanting to be able to control one another's devices and have kind of that shared experience. But maybe again, like you said, don't have it online. Like, have it on a local network. Like, have it on a LAN, but don't give right. it internet access. I don't know. Just a thought. Giving new meaning to the phrase "LAN party." <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just. I'm just having this thought like, okay, what if like to fix this, they go hire the top cybersecurity person and you've got like Mr. Freaking Robot working at a chest. Like, he's working night and day. So just upset that to... that show isn't on the air anymore considering know, these developments. Right. Also, I would like to give a shout out once again to buttplug.io, which is an open source community where they find ways that are like secure for people to find ways to control and do things with everyday objects or other things that you might want to enjoy yourself with. It's a cool community and <laughs> the guy behind it is very nice. So awesome. You know, my, my question for this is whether the hackers intentions were, were genuine or whether this was one of those just for the lulls things that of course is in the end, actually a crime, even if you're just doing it as a joke, because if I were say, a, a foolish teenage hacker and I had mm -hmm. read the news about the cellmate being vulnerable. I, 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 I don't know. I might, I might just casually blackmail some people as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, it is kind of a, like, I, yeah, I mean, I could see it being either way. Like they could, it could also be one of those things where like, it could be both, right? It was like, we're going to do it for the lulls, but if someone pays us, that's even better. Yeah, that, yeah, I mean that's how people commit crimes. <laughs> I'm just trying. Like, what are you in for? Up, oh, I, I hacked a bunch of chastity belts, and locked penises in God. cages, and they caught me. Like, like, would you be awesome in prison, or would you just be effed? I, I don't know. I would oh, respect the hell out of that I mean, person. Look, we would all respect it. I, I, but yeah, I don't know how that plays. Um, just tell them you're there for murder. Just, just, just play it safe. Oh dear. Yeah, because I think, because I think, I think the fear would be like, if it was in some way constituted a sex crime, then people are going to assume a different type of thing, and then you're oh, going to be on no. a list. So it's yeah. like, so you have to be like real careful. Be like, no, 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 no. I was just, you know, blackmailing some people. <laughs> that that's kind of what I'm saying. Like this to me is one of those things that like somebody. Uh, like a, a short-sighted person on the internet could do thinking it wouldn't be a big deal and it ends up being a big freaking deal. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, changing um, the end date of, uh, you know, uh, an elected official on um, the their website uh, <laughs> mm. because, you know, you're disgruntled and then, you know, that potentially being a crime. Like what an interesting correlation. <laughs> Just saying. I don't know. Uh, yeah. 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 All right, let's talk about what we're doing this week. Brianna, what are you up to? I am still working on restoring my gorgeous Porsche 911. Oh. It is so amazing. I thought I'd started an electrical fire and actually set it on fire before the show, but no, I just accidentally, I just lightly burned something. So Incredibly relieved to hear that <laughs> update. <laughs> well, it's part of, you know, it's an old car. It's the, 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 the electronic, like the, the electrical system is not as, well documented as like a, a lot of normal cars and it's so funny that i'm trying to porsche put out a there are a lot of people with these old cars and they want uh they want like carplay in it but you don't want a big screen so porsche put out an apple carplay system that looks like it's a 1970s stereo <laughs> and i'm trying to install that right now it's very difficult cool 
Uh, Christina, what are you up to? Uh, so I'm, I'm, you know, at work and um, I've got some things, you know, kind of going on there. Um, I've uh, actually got some stuff that I'm shooting next week that I'm planning for. And then in the more fun part, uh, I have decided, like, I'd hemmed and hawed. I was like, so I want to build a gaming PC. Do I not? And, and now I've just started buying parts. So I, who knows when it will be built and who knows when I'll get them. But I've, I've now gone all in on that. And fingers crossed, as I said, I hopefully scored a, a 3080 graphics card, which they've been impossible to find. So if I did get one, I'm very happy. Um, now I just need a 5900X um, a CPU. But and and the specific, I have, I have a very specific motherboard that I want. But Are, are you going Threadripper? No, no. Um, I, 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 for what I would want, the the twelve core, um, new, um, uh, Zen, um, three series, uh, uh, like Ryzen nine, is going to be great, um, both for streaming and for for work, but also for you know just playing and bling. So, I'm I'm now in that world, like actively buying things for for my my battle station. Who knows when that will be done? But since you know. 2021 is is taking on a similar tenor as 2020. I'm probably going to be working from home for a while. So, so I'll tell time. you what I can do for you, Christina. I built a powder coating oven for car parts. So if you get a case like the metal part of the case, and you want to mail it to me, I will powder coat it rose gold for you. <gasps> so it will have a beautiful rose gold metallic shine to it, like a powder uh, caliper brakes on a car, and it will never corrode. Ooh. I will do that for you. That oh. is a friend. <laughs> That's nice. Okay. I'll think about that. Okay, awesome. <laughs> This week, I am baking things really badly. I bought, as I may have mentioned, in a in emotional turmoil, I nested. I bought some new furniture for my kitchen. Um, and I, since I have come back to New York, I have baked a really bad chocolate cake. And I've baked some <laughs> really disappointing sugar cookies. So I'm on, I'm on a good path, <laughs> but I'm going to try harder next week and I'm going to do better. So thank you for your understanding. I made your, your garlic soup recipe and <gasps> that was scarily unhealthy. So I'm mm. wondering what your chocolate cake recipe no, is. No, the soup like, recipe yes. is health in a, a pure health. <laughs> There's nothing unhealthy about 44 clove garlic soup. <laughs> what are you talking about? I was say, it's, just, it's just garlic and butter, right? Yeah, it's garlic and butter. Pretty and much. Oil. Yeah, it yeah. clears your sinuses. It strengthens your heart. <laughs> it fuels your your whole body. Yeah. Maybe I'll try making that instead. Thank you for the inspiration. Wow. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, <laughs> maybe you have a cardiologist on speed dial. Just maybe. Sure. Actually, yeah. I can explain to you exactly what went wrong with the chocolate cake. It's because I, I'm still in quarantine and mm -hmm. I couldn't, I don't have, I didn't have eggs or milk at the time. And I was like, oh. okay, they have oil only cake recipes. I can do that. There was an olive oil chocolate cake recipe. That I was like, changes perfect. the chemistry. I have everything for this. Well, hear me out. I didn't have quite enough olive oil. Oh, so no. I said, okay, I'm going to use all the olive oil that I have and I'm going to make up the rest with a guesstimated amount of sesame oil and chili oil. Oh. Simone, why? Because I'm uh, I'm a scientist. And you know what? <laughs> I don't think that was the problem. I think I did a good job with the oils. I think it <clears throat> is the old cocoa powder that I use that was the problem. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Definitely. Wow, Definitely. where can we find me online? <laughs> if you'd like to see more of my kitchen, I'm on Instagram at Doom Quasar. But primarily, I live on Twitter, also at Doom Quasar, and at YouTube.com slash Polygon, where I make smart videos, <laughs> as opposed to what I do here. Christina, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at film underscore girl. And you can find my videos at work at youtube.com slash Microsoft developer. Um, and um, yeah, uh, I don't cook at all. I'm terrible at it. And I salute both of you for that and also for, for the baking things. But Simone, just like order like delivery groceries the next time you need to 
you need to bake something rather than doing this. They won't get my correct brands. <laughs> Brianna, where can we find you online? You can find me on uh, Brianna Wu uh, on Twitter, and uh, you can support uh, Rebellion Pack uh, by going to helptherebellion.com. Uh, you know, the next 100 days are really going to define what the next four years are like. It's uh, it's very, very important. We're looking at investing in a full-time legislation uh, person in, in Washington, basically us hiring a full-time lobbyist. Uh, you know, it's one thing to say you want legislation or get someone elected. You know, this is about building consensus and getting bills directly on people's desks. So we have big plans for this year. So hope you will support us. Nice. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, I guess in advance of that, next week might be we might be weird. Who knows? Uh, the inauguration is next week, and we'll see what happens on that day. It's been so uneventful. Yeah, yeah. everything's been fine. Nothing has been horrifying or or anxiety inducing or you know like depressing. Everything's <laughs> I been mean, great. Depression naps are at an all time high. I would invest <laughs> if I were you. It's true. So this show, you can review at Apple Podcasts, and we really appreciate it when you do because that helps other people find it as well. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and especially everyone who suggested that we talk about yes. our dessert today. Thank you, thank, thank you, you, thank you. keeping up on the cellmate news. Um, this episode of Rocket is terminated. 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 <laughs> <laughs>